Hey, hey, everybody, it is Chris Aiken, and guess what, folks? I've got a couple of copies of this bad sucker right here. Call Me Chris, my best-selling book to date. It is a, uh, it's a stellar book, I think. You know, I, if I can be so bold, it is a stellar book. It is about my time recovering from my burn accident. It is my best-reviewed one. It is my best-selling book. And I actually found a few copies that are autographed and ready to go. So if you've been waiting for your book, uh, call me Chris. You wanted it autographed. Now's the time because I don't have many of them. And once they're gone, they're gone. So order it today over at chrisakenbooks.com. Some Queens Reich with I Don't Believe in Love and that one going out by to uh, uh, the Mississippi truck driver. All couple, right. A couple requests there for you. There you go, friends. Enjoy. <laughs> so we're, we're, the, we're the dream makers here. We are. We're the dream warriors, as they say. <laughs> yeah, we make it happen. That's right. <laughs> so there you are. And happy birthday to Shelly Rocks. That's right. Enjoy yourself, Shelly. Hope hopefully you've got something going on better than sitting here listening to us. But yeah, she's hanging out with the fellas in the chat room. I mean, uh, as PC <laughs> said, there's a female in the chat room, so all the vultures are circling. <laughs> right. <laughs> funny. That's funny. All right. So, what do you have for us? Anything? Yeah, I got plenty. Um, let's see. Where's a good place to start here? How about this story? And the reason I'm going to bring this up is because I'm. I get it. This is one of those. It's, it's a rock guy. It's a friend of ours or a friend of the show. He made a, a grand announcement this week. And um, I ain't really understanding why it's a big deal, to be okay. really honest. Uh, let me pull the graphic in here. So the big the big announcement, I'm talking about Joe Lynn Turner. Okay. Friend of the show. He He's releasing a new record. It's really good, actually. Um, but he came out this week, and, um, and it, it, this is going to be a shocking admission, I know. But he admitted that he's bald, that he has alopecia. Okay. And that he's bald. So he, he went on his Facebook, and he posted this picture of himself. To, oh, all right. To out himself as bald. And people are acting like this guy, I don't know, came out as gay or something because he admitted that he has alopecia. <laughs> All right. And, and look, love Joe. Joe has been a great guest on the show the numerous times he's been on the show. Yeah, he's a very friendly guy. He, 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 you know, the times that we have spoken with him, he's just like, hey, if you ever need anything, don't yeah. ever hesitate to call. Yeah. But I, I'm like, I'm, I'm seeing this story and I'm kind of like, did everybody and their brother not know that he was bald? <laughs> to me, he had the worst wig, arguably, of anybody in rock and roll other right. than Kevin Dubrow. Sure. Kevin Dubrow is the only one I could think of had a worse hairpiece than Joe Lynn Turner. Do you agree with that? Yeah, he's, he was right up there. 
Yeah. And I, and I thought for years, why doesn't he just shave his head and get out there and do it? You know, but he's out there doing it. He's, he's, he's sharing his, his baldness now with everybody. Okay. He looks like, he looks like uh Howie Mandel. He does kind of. Yeah. But people are coming out of the woodwork to talk about his bravery, bravery, bravery. So check this out. This is, this is from, um, Graham Bonnet, Graham Bonnet checking in. Hi, all Graham here. I'm posting this photo of my friend, Jolyn Turner, because I was moved to tears yesterday when I saw it. Okay. He's moved to tears. All right. Joe exemplifies the meaning of rock star. His bravery is staggering. Staggering. <laughs> staggering bravery. All right. This industry is ruthless, especially in our genre, particularly when it comes to hair. Well, that there, there is some, some truth to that. There was some truth to that in the eighties. I think, mm -hmm. I don't think there is any more. Not so well. Yeah. Not so much because that was their image. Yeah. But I mean, there's, a, there's plenty of examples of guys that have, when they came into the public lexicon, they had full heads of hair and now they're bald. Yeah. Well, look at, look at, uh, um, Rob Halford, Rob Halford's one Ralph Sheepers comes to mind. Jeff Tate, Jeff Tate. I mean, th there's plenty of examples. And again, I'm not shitting on Joe here. Good for him for feeling comfortable, I guess, to put it out there in the public spectrum. But this, his bravery is staggering, staggering, staggering. You know, this, this is not, is this really that brave? I don't see this as that brave. Do you? Not really. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously it's a different look for Joe, but yeah. outside of that, I mean, is it brave? I don't think so. I still hear the tale about Richie Blackmore posting a guard at his hotel door to keep me from getting a haircut. Okay. A, I don't know if that's true, but I have heard that story before. B, if it is true, that was 1980, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, when was Graham in deep purple? Was that 82, 83, somewhere deep in there or rainbow or rainbow rather. What did I say? Deep purple. Yeah. You said deep purple. I meant rainbow. Well, I mean, what was the year for that? 80, 80, 81. When was since you were gone? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, by the way, that never happened. Although he was so pissed when I did visit the barber. But I digress. I don't know if Joe will see this, but I want him to know how proud I am of him and how moved I was at his honesty. You have blazed a trail today, Joe. <laughs> wow. Wow. Talk about, you know, heaping praise on yeah. you know, uh, little to nothing. That's what I'm saying. If you are reading this, I want you to know that I never realized what a beautiful man you were until I saw this photo. Beautiful man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hashtag Jolyn Turner, but wow. Is that is it just me or is that like way over the top with this yeah, shit? That's, that's um yeah, it's a little <laughs> that's a little much. <laughs> Jesus taking the spikes, that's bravery. Coming out and saying that you're bald when everybody knew you were bald, that's not so brave. I know, it's just 
Okay. How how old is Joe Lynn Turner? He's in his seventies, right? Something like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, come on. <laughs> Let's see. Let's look him up. Joe Lynn Turner. Joe Lynn Turner is. 71 years young today. That's, that's what I said. Yeah, he's he's in his 70s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I don't know what you think, but I think he's always had a horrible wig. Yeah. I mean, I think we've actually talked about that on the show before. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, a long I mean, time ago, but we, you know, talked about, you know, the mop, the mop top that he always wore. Yeah, it just looked bad. And, and I mean, it's like, okay, so... Did, was there anybody that was out there that just thought that he had that hair, that he, that he really had bad hair or, or, you know, I mean, I don't see where the bravery is. And, and, and again, I'm not shitting on Joe. I think Joe is great. I think he's a great musical talent. I just think that this is overblown. Yeah. And maybe it's just musicians protecting musicians. I don't know, but I mean, come on, look. Does that hair look real? Does that look real to you? Yeah, he's got the Prince Valiant haircut going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like he should be guarding the pride with Mufasa. Jesus. <laughs> he went from that to that. All right. I think that looks better. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm going to give him the bravery award, but, um, you know. Joe and the Joe and the people fighting for the Ukraine equal right. amounts of brave. Apparently. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, you know, with, uh, the Will Smith and the big, the big slap on Chris rock, yeah. Pinka Jada Smith or Jada, whatever Pinkett's whatever her name is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett uh, Smith. Yeah. She, uh, she supposedly, you know, has alopecia, which is why she, you know, sports, the bald look. Right. So, you know, if, if indeed that is the case with her, mm-hmm. uh, higher profile celebrities making it known and JoLynn Turner making it known, n- not a big deal. Yeah. That's I, I just saw this story and I was, and it got coverage. It got coverage like in the, in the music news and stuff. And I was like, why is this a story? Guy cut his <laughs> uh, hair. You know, maybe, maybe because, uh, this is the first time the public has seen Joe without his wig. Okay. But we've had, a, how many of these other guys that we've seen go bald and I don't ever remember it being a story. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. Well, because I think it, it happened gradually over time mm-hmm. you know, and this is more a very stark. Well, today I'm, I'm going to ditch the wig and I'm going to sport this new look. Yeah. And hey, good on him because let's face it, that's pretty, pretty smart for a guy that's kind of out of the public eye right now to do something and, and get shameless attention onto his new record. Yeah, I guess. Should have written all songs about cutting hair. Yeah. That would have been great. Didn't cover uh, cover didn't. George Thorogood's get a, get a haircut, get a new job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> didn't, didn't Joe uh, suffer a heart attack while he was uh, performing or something or while he was on know. tour I don't know. Like, like a couple years ago? Didn't, didn't he have a heart oh, attack? Lynn Turner heart attack. I don't know. Um, Lynn Turner hospitalized after heart attack in 18. Yes, he did. Yeah. 
Yeah, a few years ago. Maybe his heart stopped because it saw that hair. Well, I think it's more brave that he rose yeah. from the hospital bed and continued on as a performer. Yeah, I don't know. That hair thing's pretty, pretty brave. <laughs> All right. Coming back after heart attack, admitting that you're bald. It's on the same page, right? Right. <laughs> All right. So there you go. That's 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 Joe Lynn Turner. Okay. Are you surprised? No. Yeah, me either. But but you did you said you heard the new record? I have. It's very good. Yeah, is it is it uh is it on par with probably one of my more favorite Joe Lynn Turner solo records, the usual suspects? Right in that pocket. Good, I like that. Let's see. Let me see if I'm allowed to play it or not. I don't even know. I don't even know if it's out or not yet. I don't, Jolyn Turner. Let me find it in my email here. Uh, do, 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 do. Want to make sure you're aware of the JLT news. Um, let's see. All right. Well, well, I don't have a way to play it without showing where it is. So, shit. I would play a little of it, but I, I really can't. All right. Because it'll show where people can get it, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. All right, but yeah, it's 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 right on par with Usual Suspects. It's it's Good. it's solid stuff. I mean, Joe's a great Joe's a great performer, musician. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is what it is. Good stuff. So, apparently, if you go see Joe, if he goes on tour, you'll have to see him without hair. So do you think, do you think that photo is a message to, um, scorpions? <laughs> scorpions eye to eye? No. What? What's he holding? Oh, a snake. It's a white snake. Oh, a white snake. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe should have taken me out on tour, pal. <laughs> that's, that's not what I'm saying. It's like, I'm available. Yeah. I think he went with a bald snake to go with the bald Joe. <laughs> He's got the white snake. It's, yeah. it's sort of like. I'm I'm ready to rock. Yeah. yeah. Here I go again on my own. Hey, Scorpions, give me that opening slot. You know, the one that White Snake had. Yeah, could be. <laughs> could very well be. <laughs> very nice. All right. So that's Joe. Okay. Let's see. Let's find us another story. Here's a tragic story. I don't know if you heard about this. I really hadn't, haven't heard much about this. We got so carried away with Tommy Lee's dick pic that we missed a, a much bigger story. Motley Crue fan rushed to the hospital after apparently falling from the upper level at an Indianapolis concert. I, I, I heard a little bit about that. I, I don't think he's the only one who did that. I think somebody else fell from, from mm -hmm. one of the upper levels uh, during one of these shows. I don't know if he got, you know, seriously hurt, but th that seems to be a thing with these, uh, these stadium shows, these, yeah. these guys get a little too out of control mm -hmm. or drunk or something. And they're out there head banging and they just flip over the edge. Dude. I, I am not going to lie. That has always been a fear for me. Even at baseball games, mm -hmm. cause I'll go to a baseball game and I'll get liquored up a little bit. You know, I'll drink eight, 10 beers, whatever at a at a ball game. And especially if I'm on the front row on the upper deck, I'm always petrified that I'm just going to fucking fall over. <laughs> Well, do you, you remember 
do you remember our friend Jack Living Good? Remember yeah, yeah. him? Mm-hmm. He, he did some of my uh, tattoo work. Sure. Uh, when Ripper was in Priest, mm-hmm. Priest played at the Agora. Right. And uh, my friend Jack flipped over the balcony and landed on the floor below. At, at the Agora? Yeah. Oof. Did he get hurt? Well, not enough to go to the hospital, but it, it pretty much knocked the wind out of his sails. See, I would have thought that that's pretty high up. It is pretty high up, but he, he flipped over that. He got a little bit too, uh, you know, a little too tipsy and flipped over the edge. Oh. And he had to, you know, I, I don't recall how deep into the show it was, but you know, they basically had to get him out of there. Wow. Did they stop the show to get him? No, I, I think, uh, I think it, you know, it was, it was enough to, you know, where he was kind of like stunned. He landed on the, on right. the ground below, but they were able to get him up and, you know, get him out of there and take him home. Right. Wow. Man, that's, oof, I cannot even imagine that. I, I can't imagine any of this shit. If you fell from the second deck of a, um, what am I fucking chewing on here? If you fell from the second deck of a, of a stadium, would you ever go back to the second deck of the stadium? (laughs) I don't think so, but I don't think so either. Yeah. All right. So as the story goes, according to TMZ, a Motley crew fan apparently fell from the upper deck of the band's concert in Indianapolis on August 16th. So he he was only there to see Motley crew. Apparently so. He wasn't a Def Leppard fan. Maybe he jumped off after he saw Motley Crue. He'd had enough. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. But, um, yeah, there's not any real. There's there's like a couple of videos here. But, what, I mean, it just kind of shows somebody laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can't get get this thing from TMZ popped up here. It's a classic case of guy on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of a, I, I mean, dude, what if you were on the ground? All of a sudden, somebody popped up next to you. That'd scare the living shit out of you, wouldn't it? You would think. If you were just sitting there in the stands and somebody fucking fell. All right, let's, let's see if what we can see in the video here. Oh, I got to push it here. So you can kind of see he's laying here somewhere. They're right here. I'm assuming that's the body. <laughs> Shit's got to fucking hurt. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, Fuck. He may have fell, but they're playing looks <laughs> to kill, goddammit. <laughs> I'm not going to miss this for the world. Fuck I can't guy. miss that. Yeah, fuck that guy. Vince is singing all the words. I got to capture it. Right. <laughs> it's way more rare than somebody falling from the upper deck. Sure. <laughs> and then we rewind that again. We'll play that from the beginning. Here we go. Yeah, look, there's his leg just fucking laid out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. His, her. Oof. That's got to suck. Yeah, that'll sting a little bit. Boy, you ain't lying. Look, it's all cement. <laughs> you either hit cement or a hard row of chairs with your back. Right. Oh, and your face. Oh, my God. That's got to fucking suck. 
Holy, how much do you think this guy's going to sue the fucking venue for too? There, there should be a, there should be a rule against that. If you're, you know, if you're culpable of doing something like that, you shouldn't hold the venue responsible for your dumbassness. Yeah. But I'm sure the venue would just pay this guy a hundred grand to go away. Uh, don't but, go away. Just go away. Yeah, don't go, don't go away. away mad. <laughs> don't go away. Broken. Just go away. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> I will say that fucking guy is not moving at all. Guy, girl, whatever. Wow. That looks like he's dead. Yeah. Knocked <laughs> his ass out. Knocked him out. Well, I guess it would if you fucking fell onto a concrete floor. Well, you got to be rocking hard to this mid-tempo shit. <laughs> Fall off into this. Hmm. All right. Here we go. Now, look at this guy down here. He's like, fuck it. I'm still rocking. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that guy right there, right here at the bottom. Yeah, I see him. <laughs> Watch him. This guy's fucking dead 10 feet from him. He's like, fuck it. I'm rocking. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <look at> that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Wow. How about that? Somebody fell out of the fucking rafters there. That's got to suck. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine that, dude. That that has got to fucking blow. Yeah, you get paralyzed. Yeah. So that's what's going on on the Motley tour. Apparently, fun times is always out there. How how um, much longer does that tour last? How much? How many more dates do you know? It's got to be coming to an end, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, so. it started in June, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's already getting to be September, so they're not going to go into October with outdoor dates. Mm -hmm. It's not like Tracy Guns is playing those shows. <laughs> he needs those outdoor shows, but right. You know, yeah. From Lucas Oil Stadium. Oof. How about that? So there you have it. Motley Crew. People falling from the rafters at the Motley Crew show. The uh, Motley Crew. <laughs> yeah. The Motley Crew. The Motley Crew. Are your bones breakable? <laughs> <laughs> How important are the safety rails? <laughs> How important is the cement on the floor? <laughs> Apparently more than we thought. <laughs> All right. Let's go to something, something a little more serious here. Something that I'm sure you're going to have thoughts on. And um, something I'm sure it's going to piss off half the chat room because half of them are going to be like, you guys are going politics. But I have a political a political thing, and it's sort of music-based, but it's political that I wanted to bring to the show. All right. So did you hear about this, um, this festival <clears throat> in Georgia? that was canceled due to the Georgia gun laws being passed where people can open carry. Mm, no, I can't say that I did. Yeah. So apparently some promoter 
canceled a gig because um, they wouldn't be able to ban firearms at the event. All right. So here's the story. Atlanta's Midtown Music Festival, an event that draws tens of thousands of fans annually to the city's Piedmont Park, has been canceled. The reason is that Georgia's gun laws would allow organizers to ban wouldn't allow organizers to ban firearms, according to a person familiar with the decision who asked not to be identified. Pussy. <laughs> Uh, the event scheduled for September 17th and 18th was to feature headliners My Chemical Romance, Future, Jack White, and Fallout Boy. Live Nation Entertainment, Inc., the organizer of the event, said in a Facebook post that the concert was canceled due to circumstances beyond our control, without elaborating. Peter Conlin, head of Live Nation's Georgia and Alabama office, didn't respond to requests for comment. So we'll read more into this here in a minute, but just based off your initial thoughts here, what do you think? They cancel because they they have to let people bring guns to the event? Well, I, I mean, how much, and, and this goes back to the whole liability thing, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this goes back to the comment you just made about uh, the Lucas Oil Stadium when this right. guy following off. If someone were to get shot or killed at this event mm -hmm. that you have no control over whether anyone could bring a firearm in there or not. Yeah. Uh, would you take the chance of booking it or I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm kind of with these guys on this personally. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm as pro gun as they come. Yeah, but but you I, know, I don't know that I want guns at concerts. Though. Oh, I agree with that. Why why would you take that to a concert, especially where there's drinking and drugging yeah. and you know people getting emotionally charged, you know, and people kind of bumping into each other a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, this kind of show, you know, My Chemical Romance and whatnot. This is going to be a GA show. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a pit. Do you really want somebody with a gun in a pit? No, yeah, I, you know, I agree. I, well, the thing is, is would this promoter be required to buy some kind of special insurance? You got to think yes. Yeah. So it could be cost prohibitive. Yeah. To, uh, you know, be required to per to purchase, mm -hmm. have this liability insurance that, uh, you know, where to cover an event if somebody, you know, went off and, you know, shot somebody. No, I mean, I, I don't, I'm no lawyer, but I thought that you could still always, I thought that there was always the ability to dictate like in a private business gun, yeah, but, but this is being held at the park. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. That's so, a good point. so this is a, this is a public venue, public park. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, probably is the difference right you know so if it was being held at you know at an arena or at a you know a, a, a privately held business maybe you could you know have those restrictions right but this is a public park mm -hmm. that's that's you know supported by the taxpayers yeah so so the rules don't apply right I know this, if I knew that there was open gun carry at a concert like this, I don't think I would go. No, I don't think I would go either. I'd be like, no, 
and not because I don't trust the guns, it's because I don't trust the idiots. Yeah. I mean, you know me, I'm a, I'm a big gun guy, but I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I, what would be the reason to carry your gun to a concert? It's like, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get either somebody in the crowd shot or a band guy shot mm-hmm. more than likely a band guy shot. Somebody trying to make a name for themselves by shooting the singer of fucking my chemical romance or something. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I, this story really kind of caught me off guard just because it, it almost makes me kind of go against what I'm for. Well, you know, I, I'm but, for open but, carry, but man, but, but you gotta, you gotta exercise some good judgment, right? You know, uh, in, in that environment or that situation, that's mm-hmm. not a good place to be carrying firearms, right? There's no reason to carry a firearm to a concert. No, I definitely agree with that, but all right, let's read a little more of this and see if we can get some clarity here. But Live Nation has been facing a challenge of its policy banning weapons or explosives of any kind on festival grounds. In May, a gun rights activist wrote the Atlanta City Law Department demanding that the festival's permit be yanked unless it rescinded the weapons ban in accordance with state law. And a state Supreme Court ruling in April on a different public space made Live Nation's legal right to ban guns at the festival questionable. So it's not necessarily illegal, but it's questionable. Mm-hmm. Democrats, of course, were quick to seize on the cancellation. Stacey Abrams, always a, always a bastion of good knowledge. Stacey Abrams, the voting rights activist trying to unseat Republican Governor Brian Kemp, released a statement blaming her opponent, saying the the popular festival had been canceled because of Brian Kemp's dangerous gun agenda, (laughs) which she said was now endangering the economy as well as the state's citizens. I don't think the governor has any um, control (laughs) over that. It's it's what the state law. Has in place. It doesn't, it's not controlled by one guy in the office. Yeah. But so, a cunt like yeah. Abrams will certainly use it to her advantage. Well, of course. But but that's up to the the state Supreme Court to interpret that that mm-hmm. law to say, yeah, you you can't ban people from carrying guns in a public forum, right. especially if they're doing it at a at a public park. Right. And mm-hmm. and that's basically what it boils down to because it's not about that event only. It's about yeah. setting a precedent to, mm-hmm. to start, to start uh, infringing on people's open carry rights. Yeah. You know, I, so it's just like, well, you know, we're going to have to sacrifice one lamb to, um, you know, maintain uh, the, um, the integrity of the law. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, See, it's an interesting argument. That is for sure here, but um, let's see. Um, Abrams said that the cancellation will cost Georgia $50 million and hurt small businesses and workers who rely on the music Midtown Festival every year. Well, why didn't they uh, take that same attitude when they moved the uh, World Series from Atlanta Atlanta to uh, Denver? Yeah. How come they didn't take that same attitude? Because that didn't matter. Really? It didn't matter? No, 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 no. That was that was about an important issue, Neely. Oh. Voters' rights. Oh, okay. 
<clears throat> so it was okay. To, it was okay to lose all that economic, uh, you know, uh, income uh, by moving the the World Series from from yeah, the, the All Star Game. The All Star Game. Yeah, I knew yeah. it was one of those baseball events, but yeah, but yeah, the All Star Game. Look, when it's a Democrat approved thing, it doesn't matter. I gotcha. When it's a Republican approved thing, it it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Sure it is. Uh, let's see here. House Minority Leader James Beverly said in a statement that the event was canceled because artists don't feel safe to perform in a state with senseless gun laws. In a state? In a state. So, so, so they won't perform at any venue in the entire state. Apparently not. I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Kemp campaign didn't return requests for comment. Uh, Kemp successfully pushed through a so-called constitutional carry law, a so-called so-called. Why isn't it? Why is it so-called? It's definitely constitutional. It's passed. Yeah. It's been passed. <laughs> yeah. So why is it so-called? I mean, wasn't it voted on? Wasn't it ratified? Wasn't it put into uh, law? So why well, is it so-called? Because this is from Bloomberg, which could not be more lefty if I, if it tried. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so. Kemp successfully pushed through a so-called constitutional carry law in Georgia this year during his primary battle with Donald Trump-backed David Perdue. So we got to make sure that we throw in there that this guy's associated with Trump. Of course. To make the lefties hate it even more. The law removed restrictions on carrying concealed weapons. Okay. The law caused problems for Midtown Music, however, was an earlier one passed in 2014 before Kemp was governor. Nicknamed the Guns Everywhere Law, it allowed firearms in places that had been previously off-limits, such as bars, churches, and schools. Churches? I I can see that. Schools? No way. Bars? Fuck, no bars. (laughs) No. The law has been unclear on, on whether... They could be kept out of public spaces like Piedmont Park, just like you said. Mm-hmm. The state Supreme Court ruling in April allowed another public space, the Atlanta Botanical Garden, to ban guns, but only because the operators had a long-term lease for the space. See? That didn't apply to the festival. Right. There you go. Yeah. So Midtown mid, Music Midtown began in 1994 and ran to 2005 in a different location around Atlanta, then returned in 2011 to Piedmont Park. Close to 50,000 people attended it last year. Mm-hmm. So that's the story. And it, it, isn't it weird? You know, me and you are both gun people, and both of us, I think, kind of agree. There's no reason to have guns uh, at this point. Well, well again, you you got to use common sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, is, is this what the law says? Yes. Can you make an exception to that? You could. Yeah. You know, but but maybe be, maybe because the time didn't permit uh, them to be able to, you know, get some kind of a, you know, a restriction maybe mm-hmm. in time for the concert from the time that this law was passed to the time the concert was enacted. They didn't have the time to you know, go through the legal steps, whatever they had to do right. to get that exemption mm-hmm. just for this event. Well, the one thing that stands out to me in this story, though, is they could have it somewhere else. They apparently have. Mm-hmm. They have in the past. They've had it, like it said, it said it's been in different locations around Atlanta. Yeah, but the thing is, is that that law mm-hmm. passed, and I'm sure that they 
during the time that they already had this thing planned mm-hmm. so to try to relocate the entire event in a, such a short time. Uh, maybe yeah. time didn't permit for that. Maybe not. You know, I don't know. Well, Stacey Abrams is correct. She's it's killing the local economy. I'm sure it is. It's just killing the local economy. Not, not, not her guy that she's, she stood up for that's fucking wrecking the country with inflation and gas prices and food costs and shortages and everything else. That's not wrecking the economy. Well, like I said, if, if, uh, if she was concerned about wrecking the local economy, um, the all-star game should have never been moved either. Right. Of course, but she's not, she's just full of shit as most of them are. Yep. I agree. All right. So that's that story. Well, we're just blazing through some of these tonight, but Mm -hmm. let's see. They're quick hitters. They are quick hitters, but here's a, here's another music story. A band band that we like airborne. Okay. We're definitely fans of airborne. We're definitely fans of Joel from airborne. I think he's a great, great player. He's funny. He's cool. Airborne frontman on the importance of small music venues. If you kill that, then you kill the future of rock and roll. Guitarist and vocalist Joel McKeefe of the Australian hard rockers Airborne was interviewed by so-and-so of so-and-so radio station when his band supported Iron Maiden on July 22nd at whatever stadium in Sweden. Uh, One of the topics they discussed was that the fact that the pandemic had shuttered many businesses across the world including live music venues, especially smaller ones. Mm -hmm. As Joel said, it makes me angry, this whole thing, because the ecosystem of live music, the whole future of rock and roll depends on small clubs. If you don't have small stages, when you start out as a band, you can't just, when you start out as a band, you can't just walk onto the Iron Maiden stage. You've got to fucking earn your stripes. And you can't do that unless you go play in front of 10 people at a battle of the bands kind of thing or anything like that. It fucking pisses me off because the small venues, if you kill that, then you kill the future of rock and roll basically because that's the only play new. That's the only play new bands have. It's the only place fucking spelled wrong. It's the only place new bands have to play. So there you go. Okay agree yeah i mean you know the thing is you gotta uh, when when uh whenever you see like a bob nelbandian uh flick where you know Mm -hmm. the various um musicians that he interviews and so on and so forth about certain scenes you Mm -hmm. know whether whether it was the la scene or the thrash metal scene in the bay area and all that kind of stuff everybody mentions well we played at this club or we played at this club people would come out and see us and then we moved to the bigger you know venue or we got to move up to you know this theater or whatever and they talk about their progression you know as their fan base was growing and you know of course this was back in the day when there was a outlet for their music to be heard and promoted sure unlike today i mean again unless you're trolling youtube or you know, flipping through Spotify or something. I mean, where, where do people find out about new bands? Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, that's it. YouTube is, is kind of the way 
people find music these days because yeah and there's no promotion on youtube it's just like you just stumble across it or it's word of mouth or mm -hmm. you know whatever the case may be i i feel bad and we talked about this a million times over the last mm -hmm. decade about about where where is the next big band and i, I just don't see that ever happening that, no. that, that era is over it is and it's unfortunate for some of these bands, like I'll point to Airborne since we're talking about Airborne as a very distinct band. If Airborne would have come out in the 80s, they would have been a huge band. Yeah, they would have been ACDC. Yeah, or, or maybe slightly under them, but they'd have been right there. Mm -hmm. They'd have been selling three, four million copies of every record they put out because they're hardworking. They tour all the fucking time, you know, and they've put out good record after good record. They really haven't yeah. done a bad record at all. Yeah. Uh what's the name of that other band that we saw at the melodic uh the melodic fest the, the crazy licks crazy licks yeah those guys too mm -hmm. if they had come out in the 80s they they would have been huge too they you know they would have been right in that uh vein yeah. of you know uh, maybe a tier above like a poison or something yeah because they're better band they're better mm -hmm. musically than those mm -hmm. bands sure but they came out at the wrong time so now they're you know they play in Europe and then come here and play for scraps. <laughs> so. Well, and it, and it is a problem. This is what Joel is saying is very true, man. A lot of, a, a lot of venues closed. Yeah. A lot of, restaurants, a, lot, a lot of restaurants closed too. It, mm -hmm. I, I saw an article here not long ago, like a week or so ago about the number of restaurants that went out of business. You know, it, it it's in the thousands. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Is that just Chicago? No, it's just, I'm talking about the in nationwide. The, in the nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I would imagine just in Chicago, a bunch of bands fucking or a bunch of venues closed because mm -hmm. that rent down in downtown Chicago ain't cheap. And if you got nobody coming down there for, you know, I know a couple businesses that one of my customers went under that was doing great business that, that Cuban restaurant, the Cuban restaurant that was down there. Yeah. COVID hit and wiped that right out of the, right off the map. Yep. Cause as good a business as they were doing three, four months of no money coming in. And that was it. Dunzo on the Cuban sandwiches. Yeah. You know, but, um, all right. So Joel continues. It makes no sense that governments will help football teams. They'll help all the sports, all of the religions, all of this stuff, but they don't help the arts music. And if they do, it'll be violins and fucking cellos, not rock and roll. <laughs> so the more people that get educated of the fact that if you build an apartment, a 12-story apartment building next to a little venue, and then you say you've got to shut the venue down so a bunch of people can live up there and complain about the noise when they were there 30 years after bands like Motorhead learned to play in that room. I read that exactly. I don't know what that means, but okay. I guess it means that that the venues next to an apartment building are being closed. Well, yes. what, what, he, what he's saying, it's like a legendary club that bands like Motor, Motorhead may have played in, but they're right. forced to close because, mm -hmm. because they're, uh, they're, they were located in an area where they're building right. apartment buildings next to this place. And well, you can't exist anymore because now you're, disturbing the peace for, right. the, for the new apartment building we built right next to this place, you know? Right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
That's just so crap. It makes no sense. It's one of those things that makes me so fucking angry. <laughs> what would be great is if the Dave Grohl's and the Lars Ulrich's and everyone got together and said, we're going to change this. We're going to go to the governments because they always come to our shows. They're, there's always the politician that wants the backstage pass. It's like, well, here's 10 minutes of our time in the backstage area. You do this, you kill this. So while you want to go to the Foo Fighters gig and the Metallica gig, the future bands from your city won't be able to have a future because literally the laws that you make and the laws that you govern stop it. Making some good points, really. Well, I mean, again, it's 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 all it's all about commerce and not so you know we're not worried about you know rock bands you mm -hmm. know so he's just like he, he, what what he's basically pointing out is he he feels as if rock bands are being discriminated against because it's a it's unfortunately a a, a niche uh genre now right yeah it is and, and it's just I mean, his, his points are definitely valid that, you know, the, without, without these venues and there's so many less venues out there right now, you know, nothing is going to survive later on. There's not going to be anything left. You know, I, I mean, there's just, I mean, I don't know what you, if you see it or not, but I see it here. You know, I, I just see all the venues are booked right now with, with shows from big bands. Yeah. There's no, and, and the prices are like retarded, you know, like I, I, I was telling you on the phone yesterday, Tesla was here last night mm -hmm. and the tickets for Tesla. Now Tesla, not a huge band, but not a small band either at this point in their career. What are they? A 3000 seat band. Yeah. They're, they're a theater band. Yeah. Tickets, $125 a ticket. All of them sold out, sold to resellers or re, is that what they call them? Resellers yeah, the reseller. Yeah. The, the secondary market. Yeah. Secondary, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So basically if you're a Tesla fan, you have to decide if you want to drop $250 for you and your chick or not go. What is that? And there's no other venue. It's not like the, it's not like Tesla could say, fuck that. We're not going to fuck our fans. Cause there's no other venue for them to go to because every venue is full every day. You know, it just really, it, it's a, it's a bad time, man. It's just a, it's just a bad, bad time for, for music. I think. Well, I'm assuming you didn't get that call <laughs> and did not attend the Tesla show. I did not attend the Tesla show. I was waiting for the call. It didn't come. So <laughs> I, I asked, I did ask. Dude, that's a whole nother thing. Comps are almost impossible right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not the band's fault. I know the bands will take care of you. It's the fucking venues. The venues don't want anybody backstage. You've been backstage at, a, at the shows. There's not nearly as many people as there used to be, is there? No, not at all. And it's all organized now. It's all, you paid for a meet and greet. You're going to go into this room, stand here, take your picture, move the fuck on. Right. You know, it's not, hey, let's hang out for a bit. You know, that, that day is done. So yeah, they, they, they basically heard you in and out of there like cattle. Yeah. Get your picture, get your autograph, get out. That's really what it comes down to. Move along, move yeah. along. 
No time to no time to chit chat. That's right. Beat it, fuckwad. Exactly. Get out. <laughs> Give us your money and get the fuck out. <laughs> All right. One more music story, and we'll we'll call that a segment. You ready? Okay. Yep. Go ahead. <clears throat> it's right in the same vein. Um, Striper. I'm sure you're aware of Striper. Yeah. Where Striper? Striper have postponed their previously announced tour in September um, for economic and other reasons. The veteran Christian rockers announced the postponement in a statement on social media Monday the 22nd. The band wrote, it is with a heavy heart that we are postponing most of our September tour dates to, to the spring and summer of 2023. Okay. Ref refunds will automatically be issued. If you have purchased a meet and greet through Star Stripers eTix page, those will be refunded as well. New dates for next year are being scheduled now, being rescheduled now. We will be able to keep several of the 2022 tour dates as scheduled, including the Texas dates and blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, there are some economic cards stacked against us. Anyone in the music business will tell you about the tour bus and labor shortage out there. Mm -hmm. I was not aware of a tour bus shortage, but uh, we're feeling it firsthand. The tour bus business is like the housing market right now with 10 times more bands trying to rent buses than are available. And you've seen the cost of gas lately. When you're putting 10,000 plus miles on a bus, as we're planning to do, gas prices absolutely matter for a tour like ours. There are some other issues at hand as well that played a part in our decision to postpone the tour. As you can imagine, we're very disappointed to have to make this decision. At the same time, we're excited about what is to come. And then they go on to talk about they have a new album and blah, blah, blah. But basically, basically, that sounds to me like they just can't afford to tour right now. Well, probably. I mean, but I'm surprised that they're doing a bus tour. I am too. I'm surprised they're not doing like fly-ins on weekends yeah, or whatever. But any more a bus tour, touring in a bus doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, well, economic-wise. The problem might be that they can't get any weekend dates with the appropriate size for their band. Mm -hmm. I mean, their band is bigger than small and smaller than big, I guess. Yeah. You know, they're right in that middle that middle spot they're like the you know house of blues type of a band and i would bet you there's no weekend dates available yeah well again they they were too late to the party and you know everybody who wanted to get out there to tour booked up all the all the venues yeah and so it's just like yeah you guys are gonna have to play on a wednesday it's like mm. yeah but in order to do like tuesday wednesday thursday friday types of gigs what do they got to do? They got to be on a bus. They're they're not going to do fly-ins for that. Right. I agree. You know, you gotta, you gotta do, do a bus tour and to do the bus tour, you gotta have a bus, I guess. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, a lot of the, a lot of bands gave up the whole bus thing about mm -hmm. uh, 15, 20 years ago. Sure. But those bands don't tour like striper still tours like a, like an eighties band mm -hmm. striper books a tour. And it's like, 75 shows in 81 days or whatever. Right. I mean, they, they still tour like a, like a band in the eighties. They don't, 
I've never heard of them doing like uh, fly-in dates or whatever. They've always been that. Like they they still put out a record and then they tour the record. You know, they're still they're still kind of old school with that. I guess God has told them that's the way to tour. <laughs> but but um, yeah, apparently they're they're not going out on tour right now because they can't find a bus. How fucking nuts is that? Did you ever think we'd ha- we'd hear that? Well, again. You know, they, they did, I'm sure there might be buses available, <clears throat> right. but, they, but they don't have a driver or crew to drive it. Yeah. Yeah. There's that too. Or they may not have stage hands either. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the stage workers might already be hired up, hired up for other tours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's weird seeing, I, I don't ever remember a time in my life that day-to-day economics literally stopped shows do you well we we have not the 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 times that we live in now are just unprecedented Mm -hmm. with with you know this this sham of a pandemic that we just went through for two years right and and all the bullshit that's going on you know maybe someday down the road we'll understand what the real reason was behind these uh you know globalists yeah. uh nations taking part in this whole shutting down the whole world bullshit yeah but but when you sit back and think about everything that's gone on in the last two and a half years mm-hmm. when did when was it important to shut down the entire world for something that has a 99.7 recovery rate just two years ago that's it <laughs> that's the only time i mean the the, the flu takes out more people mm-hmm. but we don't shut down the world for that no no i'm half losing my voice tonight should i shut it shut it down for a couple of weeks <laughs> i mean honestly that that's that's kind of what it's it's kind of on par with that mm-hmm. you know? starting to see my voice go so well, i better shut it down for a year yeah just to be safe don't want to lose that voice. Well, that was the, uh, that was the other thing is if, if I had to hear the word safe again, yeah. I, I was going to lose my mind. Everything <laughs> is for your safety, your safety, yeah. your safety. Yeah. How'd that work? Yeah. It, it destroyed so many lives, so many mm-hmm. venues, so many restaurants, so many people's mm-hmm. livelihoods. Yeah. And that's without even talking about the fucking stupid shots which are clearly killing people that they're just not going to acknowledge yeah they'll just kind of like sweep that under the rug like that's not happening yeah well, it's not happening dude it's 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 people Cons- people die of natural causes all the time at 40 yeah it's baseless conspiracy theory yeah. all the time 35 year olds die all the time at natural causes don't mm-hmm. they yeah soccer players just die of heart attacks yeah. during mid game just like that yeah well they're not healthy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well that's a that's a discussion for another day yeah although i'm gonna since we brought it up i'm gonna go with one more quick story that i had here but i i had stories for days all right since we're talking covid shots and we haven't talked covid shots in forever because it is nonsense but this might be your incentive neely Okay. To get a COVID shot. 
Yeah, that's never happening. And for our wait a minute, don't judge yet. This is a big one. All right. Free meat for a year <laughs> is offered if you take a if you take a, a vac shot. <laughs> well, why 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 do you need all these incentives to to coax people into doing something like that? Not sure, but it's right in your backyard. It's in Chicago. Really? Want free meat for a year? Get a COVID nineteen shot, and this and is then, dated. This is this is um. Well, where is the date? I don't see the date. But this is a fairly. I think this is a recent article. And, and wash it down with some Chicago, right out yeah, of some Chicago, <laughs> right out of Lake Michigan. That's right. Meatpacker JBS SA said on Thursday it will give away beef, pork, and chicken for the next year to. 50 U.S. families that participate in a company-sponsored vaccination clinic over the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, what is the, and what is their incentive? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? The Brazilian company's arm in the United States and Pilgrim's Pride, a U.S. chicken company mostly owned by JBS, Came under fire last year as thousands of meatpacking workers fell sick with the COVID-19. Okay. U.S. processing plants temporarily shut down to contain outbreaks, tightening meat supplies and raising prices. All right. The company said that nearly 70% of their 66,000 U.S. employees are now fully vaccinated. Bravo. And that they hope the meat giveaways encourage residents in rural areas, not just employees, around their facilities to get shots. <laughs> We've made great progress, and our vaccination rates are much higher than the rates in the communities that we call home, said so-and-so, JBS USA's ex- chief executive. Yeah, I agree with the JBS, all right. Yeah jumbled bullshit yeah yeah i mean this goes on and on but the point is is i don't even hear the 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 government saying get the shot get the shot get the yeah. shot anymore. do you I, th- I, th- I thought we were done with the shot but apparently apparently if you want free meat for a year you can go get the shot i, I don't even see it on the marquee anymore like at the walgreens or the cvs's or anything they used to have it up on the marquee get your covid shot here right i don't even Mm -hmm. see that anymore yeah i I saw a sign the other day i was out uh, i was out and about going through a a drive-through somewhere picking up some um some gatorade and um it, it was like a little tiny a small strip mall by my house like five or six storefronts and I drove by one of the storefronts, which was a dentist, and he had this huge sign. And I just laughed when I saw it. I was like, you are strongly encouraged to wear your mask when you come to Smiles Dentist or whatever it is. You know, I, I forget what it what it was. It's like Smile Time Dentistry or something. Yeah. And I just was like, get the f- what? I was like, what is this, two years ago? Yeah, I, I uh you know, I went to the dentist in, uh, the first week of July and got a cleaning and they didn't, uh, they didn't have anything about masks there at all. Nothing. Yeah. No, no, that's, I, I know dude. I, I thought we were done with that, but apparently, apparently we're not, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it, it just, it's the, it's the stupid that will not die. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. So, so there you have it. If you, if you're willing to risk your life for a year's supply of fucking free chicken and steaks, there's your opportunity. Look up oh, GBS. You're, you're either you're going to die of heart disease or die of a uh, COVID shot. That's right. We're going to get you one way or the other. God damn it. Yeah. I think, I think you got a better chance of living through the fucking heart disease than you do fucking getting that dumb shot in your fucking vein. Exactly. But so there you go. There's a bunch of stories kind of all over the map. <laughs> but, well, it's all, it's all, you know, kind of music related stuff. Yeah. Sort of musicy. Yeah. So there, exactly. there you have it. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, Chris, but uh, what I believe the world needs is some love. I need, uh, we need love in the world that, that right. don't all because as we were, we learned a few years ago during mm -hmm. the, uh, abomination, uh, administration love wins. Right. <laughs> so, uh, since we talked about Jolyn Turner earlier, um, I always like the song from the usual suspects release. Sure. So, um, this is uh Jolyn Turner alopecia. <laughs> Uh, with power of love from the usual suspects. There you go. Exclusively here on your classic. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand